welcome back to another episode of Spooky Sisters. Ooh. Ooh. My name is Melissa. And I'm Emma. And we're happy to be with you again, yet another day. Yes, I believe we, we kind of skipped a week for our long episode, but we're back. It's okay. It's a nice little reprieve, a little quick episode to listen, that you were able to listen to. Oh yeah. I mean, everybody's everybody's been busy. Mm-hmm. It's a busy time of the year as we come into September and into October oh, and the Lord, it's just beginning. Oh, I know. I'm like I, I I count spooky season starting in September because the fall air is coming in, not to Florida, but you know. No, I mean in Florida it's still 90 degrees, but our home is definitely decorated for the fall now. I love our purple lights and our fall leaves and mm-hmm. our kitty cat that's eating the candle. It's quite entertaining. It's lovely. It's a black cat. By yeah, the way. it's a black cat. It is. Black. But anyway, I'm very excited for this uh, theme we have picked. Yeah, we actually picked this to do last week, but like we said, we didn't end up recording it. We brought out an old faithful campfire that we had pre-recorded like the week prior and like saving it just because we pretty much knew we're not going to have time last week to record because it was Emma's wonderful 21st birthday. Woot woot, guess who can drink wine while podcasting? And she's totally not doing that. I'm actually taking a bit of a break. I have quite a weekend ahead of me. I'm drinking wine. I'm drinking a... But you must, you must learn about all the wines. Yes. I'm drinking a me. wonderful... It's, it's listed under the Malbec section of my store now. Because, yeah, last week I also started the first day of my new job. Yay! Woot woot! It was a busy week for us, if yeah, you could not yeah, tell. Yeah, it was really busy. <laughs> we, we um, were, but this ooh. is actually, um, I believe, the, I looked at the label before starting recording so I could say this, but it's a Palmas. It's 50% Malbec and 50% Cabernet. Um, it's delicious, and I it, love the color of it. it it's, okay, also, I'm not drinking it now. I was drinking it earlier. She was. It, it was a very good wine. I'm still having a hard time with the Malbecs. They're extremely strong. It's like the more I drink it, the more I can taste it, which definitely makes sense. This is only a medium body wine, but it's a really specific flavor. It's very good. Um, I do prefer the white one we had with dinner. We had because, Chenin Blanc with dinner. Because Emma over here and myself made us a beautiful, I cannot talk tonight, I'm sorry, made a beautiful pork gorgonzola. It was delicious. It was wonderful so to come good. home to. I was excited. I haven't cooked a very, like, good full meal like that in a long time uh, because we usually live off of, you know, cream spinach and turkey or fish. Yeah. Usually it's, yeah, like fish and stir-fry veggies or shrimp and stir-fry veggies and very unimaginative meals. But anyway, I'm drinking my delicious wine. I am drinking some water. But I am going to eat a yogurt later, so I'm going to eat my calories. <laughs> I'm trying to be balanced. I'm trying to be responsible. That's good. She's obviously, taught me well. Obviously, Sarah's not with us today. Yes, I was thinking maybe we should come across that. Uh, mm-hmm. She was very busy last week as well. And my schedule is pretty hectic this week. So today was the only day that I could record Yes. this episode. And Sarah wasn't ready, so we went off. Went ahead and did it without her, so apologies. And I'm hoping we can get another one in with her maybe next week. Yeah, we'll work on it. We'll work on it. Oh, goodness. Need to. Oh, next week's going to be busy, too. Oh, mm-hmm. gosh. I know everyone's like, no, I, my, no, my schedule's actually picking up as well, funny enough. So. Emma's no longer going to be our housewife. <sighs> the, the agony. Oh, yeah. It's, uh, we'll come to that bridge when we have to cross it. Yes. Not time yet. 
Secrets. <laughs> Secrets. But for this wonderful episode that we are doing today, Florida hauntings. hauntings. Yeah. We decided to go with Florida as our first destination episode oh. because we live here and we love it here. Haters gonna hate, but we're gonna love it. So yeah, I mean, I, I understand some of the jokes to be honest. But no, I love it here. I love the beaches. People I love claim the about all people. the crazy people in Florida, but there are I'm crazy sorry. people everywhere. Okay, I'm sorry. Let's talk about all the serial killers that came out of California. I said it. I'm gonna drink my you wine. You know now. what? I, I I clap for you. Thank you. Thank you. Okay. I'm. I agree. No one with the show. Okay. Anyway, uh, who's going first? Do you want to? I can go. I just don't. I don't like to be rude. Oh, the the neighbors are gonna start dancing on top of us again. They pick the worst time to do everything. I was just thinking about Zach Baggins, sorry. Baggins. Baggins. Baggins? Baggins. <laughs> he's, he's a hobbit now. <laughs> he's totally not he's a hobbit. He somewhere just lifted up his head like, what? <laughs> With his giant beanie. We it's have... Bell like Baggins. I, it's he's Baggins. Bell Baggins' his human cousin. You know what? I'm going to... I'm going to... I'm, I'm going to tag us in a post... That. While that is the caption, and I really hope he would reach out to us because that would make my year. He probably would refuse to reach out to us for that, especially with the video that hopefully by the time this is posted, you have added to our Instagram. I will add it after we're done recording. Okay. It's we also, my favorite. We also have to add Babushka. Babushkas as well. Babushkas are coming to an Instagram post near you. Or hopefully, if you're listening and it's already been posted... So, sake. Now, oh truly on to the show. All right, well, get in the car, my dear. We're going to Tampa. 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 I have not been to Tampa in a while. Back when I was flying, I would call Tampa Tampita. I don't know why. Tampa Tampita. Woo, 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 hip movements. All right. Why am I like this? Anyway, on with the show. So, as we get out of the car, I would like to introduce everybody to. Dun, dun, dun. The Tampa Theater. Oh. So I did a lot of research and trying to pick my spooky place to come and explore with everybody. <laughs> Sorry. But so I picked the Tampa Theater because there were, are several ghosts that are called out. I'm not going to say by name because most of them don't have names, unfortunately. But just they, they've named them themselves. Okay, so that's fun. I would like to actually give you a little background so you understand the actual beauty of this historic place. I would appreciate background. So, now when you think of a theater, you think of a movie, movie theater, but this is like a stage theater. No, when, you, when, when I hear theater, I actually think of a stage theater, but I'm a theater kid, so. That's true. You are, we are, yeah, you really are a theater kid. Ooh. Mildly, I wish I was more of a theater kid. But. You did more than I did, so you count way more than I do. Ooh, excuse me. Alrighty. So, I would like to say that this beautiful theater was built by Paramount Pictures and was an, uh, the architect was John Eberson. Um, I didn't really look too much into him, but I'm guessing he was a very great architect uh, because the pictures of this theater are gorgeous, absolutely gorgeous. I think it's cool that it was built by Paramount. Oh yeah, a lot of uh, movie houses were going out and being built up across the country at this point. So it opened its doors on October 15th, 1926, as one of the most elaborate movie palaces in America. Wow. I would not expect that from Tampa. Yeah, haters gonna hate. I like Florida. Tampa. I like Tampa. I think Tampa's actually extremely haunted. But anyway, continuing with my beautiful theater, 
Uh, for many of the years, this theater dazzled the people with its delightful movies and newsreels. All of a small price of 25 cents. Good Lord, I wish things were that cheap 25 now. 25 cents. 25 cents. Oh, my gosh. But, yes, yeah, so they had a lot of those, like, speakeasy movies, obviously. It was 1926, so they had the very new movies coming in. Okay. <laughs> the new movies. Yes. You know, speakeasy, right? Speakeasy? I thought you said speakeasy. No, speakeasy. I'm sorry. I feel weird saying the E sound because it gets stuck in the back of my throat. But we're going to speak ease. Yes. Talkies. Maybe they're talkies. Well, is that just like... I'm not making this up. That's what we're old films were called then when they started to ha- add the voices. No, that's what I'm asking. That's what I was trying to ask. I'm like, is that when they started having like sound? Yes. Yes. Okay. So, onward. Unfortunately, uh, the times began to change. In the post-World War II 1950s, the damage from the wartime efforts took a toll in many establishments, one being the glorious Tampa Theater, as well as the invention of the television set had taken its toll on the theater. Oh, yeah, that would do it. Oh, yeah. So Tampa Theater started going downhill because, like, first, World War II, you know, post-era hits, bam, we're all still recovering. And then we have the TV set in your house, brand new, cool thing, it's like that song. Everybody's like, bye, theater. TV killed the radio, radio star. star. What was that, the um, Bee Gees? I don't have no idea. I don't think, please, do, nobody Super send me old. hate. Just tell us what the song is. Yes. But as you can tell, um, the theater began to kind of fall into disrepair a little bit because it was not being able, it was not able to be taken care of because nobody... Thank you. What's going there? You're welcome. By 1973, the theater was slated for demolition. Wait, wait, what year? 1973. And it started hitting... 1950s. That's a long time, actually. Anyway, but upon hearing this news, the citizens came together to oppose the demolition. Committees were formed, and the leaders of the community began to become involved in order to preserve the beautiful theater. It was reopened in January of 1977 and was added to the Registration of Historic Places in 1978 oh, and, okay. and became a Tampa City landmark, landmark in 1988. So wow. the community came together to preserve this because of the beautiful history and everything. So they cleaned it up and they brought it all to, back together. I've been to Tampa numerous times. I don't think I've ever seen this theater. Unfortunately, I wish I have. Well, now we have to take a road trip. Great. Let's just add that to our calendar. <laughs> it's filling up rather quickly. <laughs> yes, this month is really hectic, so. We, we, haven't, we haven't even got on tour yet. <laughs> oh, wait, that's like three years from now. Oh, my gosh. Okay, slate that down, people. We're going on tour. Please come. <laughs> <laughs> so, we're going to flash forward into current days. So now in current days, the theater is under management of the Tampa Theater Foundation, which is also a nonprofit organization. There are over 600 events held in the auditorium each year, probably not this year, Uh uh, including tours, movies, concerts, special events, field trips, etc. So this was well-preserved part of history is currently living up to its fullest potential still even today. Wow. They do a lot of camps there for kids. Uh, They do ghost tours, obviously, as we are coming into that. But I thought that was so great that they saved that, and now it's become a big thing of their community Mm -hmm. that they hold events at. So I was I like community things. That's cool. I like them too. I wish I went to more of them, but 
Do you? Mm. We don't really have that around here, I guess, which we won't go into, uh, but... Yeah, not not in this area that we live in, no. Tourists so, at all. Tourists. So, there have been a lot of mysterious happenings. And a lot of these ghosts have their own names. The first two I'm going to tell you about... Question. Yes. Are these new happenings or are these things that have been happening for, like, years? We're going into that. Some okay, of them have I'm, years on them. Okay, because I just got... These two, these two people have names because they actually died in the theater. Oh, wow. So, we'll get to that. These have been going on for very many years. Okay. So, we at first the ghost, who is uh, so sweet. His name is Foster Fink Finley. Oh, my God. <laughs> they named him this? No, that's his name. Oh, okay, He was okay. a person. Oh, I thought, that, I thought this is one of the people that... They named, that was his real name? That was his name. And God-given birth, not God-given, but God, his, God came down and said, I need you to be named his Foster Fink Finley. Birth certificate name? Yes. 19, Foster, it was the 1930s. Give the Foster man a break. Foster Finley? Fo well, he, was, he went by Fink, I think. Foster yeah, Fink. Fink Finley. He went by Fink, though, not That's Foster. That's fabulous. Okay, continue on. <clears throat> You know me, so, I have to comment on all the names. I know, I was waiting for it. I, ever since I found his name, I was like, oh, Melissa's going to have a good time with this yeah. one. But so, Foster Fink Finley worked at the Tampa Theater from 1930 to 1965. That's a long time. Yes. Till unfortunately, suffer he suffered a heart attack during a movie. Aw. He worked in the projection booth for many years and seemed to like, and seems to like to stay around to make sure everything's running smoothly. He is rather a friendly gentleman who just enjoys staying around doing what he loved. So That's cute. He, the story goes is that he passed away in the booth, obviously, where the projection like was running. So they, he later died in the hospital. He had the heart attack in there. He later died in the hospital. Okay. Let me reword that. I'm sorry. Like just, he was found in the projection I'm booth. just picturing like all these people sitting in a movie and the real... Just not moving. Out, and then, like, it just keeps kind of going in that, like, you know, that That's, old, like, black and white, like, kind of, like, light. That, that flickering. Flickering light. Like, yeah, and, like, normally the person cut it off, and they're like, oh, why aren't they cutting it off? So I believe, actually, it's how they found him. They didn't go into great detail of how they found him, but I'm pretty sure that's what happened because he had a heart attack, and um, they, excuse me, I think it was called him a different name. Fink was always there and was very well known, so. At least he went out doing what he loved. Yes. So there are a couple other things that they, why they believe Fink is there is because they, all these instances happen in the projection booth. So a quote from one of the articles I read, uh, many of these, by the way, you can find on the actual Tampa Theater website. Uh, Finley was a chain smoker, and at times staff has staff has seen cigarette smoke hovering in the air in the projection booth. Oh wow! He's also opened and closed the doors many times up there, going back to his projection booth. But this is actually probably my famous thing about Fink, is this is what has been reported uh, from his old partner. Yes, his old partner. Fink's last projectionist partner that he had before he died had come to work and went into the booth. As he started to close the door, something pulled back on the door and not letting him close it. So he let go of the door to see who wanted to come in, thinking maybe his new partner had been following him and no one was there. Aww. So he believes that Fink was just trying to come in. <laughs> his old partner was shutting him out by accident. He's like, man, let me in. 
Yes. Aww. But that is the story of Foster Fink Finley, the little gentleman who still likes to work in his projection booth. That's cool. Oh, yeah. So the next one is actually uh, very sad. This one actually makes me probably the most sad out of, the, out of all these ghosts because, like him, he actually has a name when he was a real person. And it is, I'm not going to tell you this, we're just going to read. This is the story of Robert G. Uh, Lanier. He was a ticket booth salesman. Okay. He died May 29th, 1959, after being found dead behind the ticket booth he worked in. Oh. This poor man had his skull beaten in. No. It is to this day an unsolved case as to who, who as well as why someone would do this. It is said his spirit still hangs around the Tampa Theater in hopes that one day's tragic murder will be solved. He was 76 years old and a retired <gasps> civil engineer. No. Who would do that? I don't know. So the 76-year-old man is working at a ticket booth, and they found him the next morning from what I've read. Tickets are 25 cents. Just buy one. <laughs> it was 1959. Apparently, they went up in price. Oh, I'm sorry. What? I don't, I don't know. But yeah, that makes me really sad. They did not, as much digging as I could do, there was nothing about if there's a robbery. It was, they just What if he had like some sketchy out. past where he was like... I mean, th that's a possibility too, but they see they can hear him like walking around on the stairs and stuff. They think it's him. I mean, it could be possibly other ghosts as well, but like... As far as they can tell, Robert's walking around. Well, I would be upset too. Maybe he just liked it there. I mean, he was in his seventies and he's working at a movie theater and seems pretty relaxed. Yeah, just chill. He was having a good time, and then someone decided to be a horrible person. A horrible. They're trying to like think of all kinds of things they could say that aren't super vulgar. Yes, I, I just think it comes down to a very horrible person. How do you, how would do, you that? do that to a 77-year-old? I mean, how do you do that to a person in general? But like well, a 76-year-old man. So, but rest in peace, Robert. He's not been forgotten. Uh, also, like, I'm so sorry. Rest in peace, uh, Finn Fink. Fink. <laughs> I'm sorry. Your name is your name is tripping me up. It's like Fink. A, uh, so, to wrap those two up particularly, please rest in peace. But uh, if we ever get the chance to come see you, please say hi. So we're going to continue on. From this point on, these are very, very short just because, unfortunately, there's no names. There's I've, I've did, I did digging for quite a few mm -hmm. hours. I could not find anybody's written accounts of these other than two sites, that being the Tampa Theater website and the other one, which is called nightlyspirits.com. Okay. They gave, they gave actually me better details than the Tampa Theater organization because they're trying to sell tickets to their ghost adventures. So Yeah. But these are the only ones I could find, but they are, uh, they have been in other articles, like news articles and whatnot. Okay. So this is called 308. Unfortunately, with even my digging, like I said, there's no particular name that comes up with the seat 308 in the Tampa Theater. The man said to be seen there is the is seen there the most is usually wearing a fedora when the theater is closed. It is said it is a moviegoer from the earliest days of the theater's life. He's been spotted many times, but no one seems to know who he is or why he seems to hang around so much. But as it has been recorded, he means no harms. Means no harms. Means no harm. He just simply likes to stay at his seat, 308, watching the screen or the stage. Can people sit down in the seat, or does he not like that? There's been no recording that he's mean. Oh. As watching far as show. I can tell, he's usually there when there's nothing going on. Okay. At least when nobody's sitting in those seats. Interesting. So I thought that was very interesting and kind of sweet. So the other one is called A Lady in White. 
Oh, interesting. Mm -hmm. You'll see why later. Oh, I'm excited. <laughs> Sadly, there's little to no information at all online pertaining to this ghostly woman. Like, less than 308. She's just this lady in white. Where do they see her? Well, let me continue. Okay. But it also appears that she, along with all the other ghosts, seem to mean no harm to anybody, but peacefully roams around the Tampa Theater. They've seen her in hallways, I believe, up by the, um, what is the word? I'm thinking balcony seats. Okay. Sorry, I hate to say that, but I could not get the word out of my mouth. The balcony seats is where she's seen roaming, but uh, mostly just in general around the whole Tampa Theater. Now, is she wearing white or is she like a white silhouette? Lady in white, so I believe it's a white okay. dress. Cool. Like I said, they have very little information about her, unfortunately. So, the last little tidbit, which is really interesting to me because it's not super, like, an unknown ghost. This one, I was wrong because of the fact I put this one in here at the bottom. She actually has a name. She was a very real person, and she played at the Tampa Theater. And I'm so sorry, I'm contradicting myself. She has a name, but the reason I put her at the end is because it's probably one of the coolest things I've read about in a long time. Okay. So I had never heard of her, but her name is Rosa Rio. She was an American concert pianist. She is said to be around the Tampa Theater and is protecting the beautiful organ that they have there, keeping it safe from harm, as well as enjoying playing it from time to time. So I'm going to... I just learned recently that organ players... Or organ is very, very different from piano. Not yes. very, very different, but like... Con well, she started as a concert pianist. I'm assuming she definitely played the organ, too. Yes. So this organ actually has its own back history, but there's nothing, like, ghostly about it except for her. Okay. So I didn't really put it in just because it wasn't, like, truly haunted. But it's one of their prized possessions in that theater. Like, okay. it's so it's well taken care of. People, I believe, still play it. But it's it's beautiful. If we can post a picture of it, I Organs would love are gorgeous. To. Oh, it's gorgeous. It's one of their prize pieces. And from what I read, Rosa Rio actually played it. She passed away, and I don't know why I didn't put the dang date in there. I believe it was about 2006. Oh, this is semi-recent. Yes, yeah, more, semi more recent than, than, like, than you know, the last ones we had. So it, this is a quote I have from a story. She's rather protective of the beautiful antique instrument. A theater manager accidentally stepped back into the orchestra pit and was about to fall on top of the organ when Rosa diverted her fall so she wouldn't damage it. Oh, wow. Or they, did not, not they protect the person, protect the organ. Well, that, well, that's what I was cracking up at, but they didn't go into super depth because I read that twice, this story twice in two different pages, but they wouldn't go into great detail. All they said is something happened and the manager was, when she should have fallen straight onto the organ, there was no way like she could have diverted herself she was nowhere on top of the organ that's crazy so rosaria rosario excuse me pardon me she's very protective say of that her organ name. i'm trying to say her name properly out of respect she will not let you damage that organ Good so those her. are just a few of the ghosts that they can somewhat name just like or give names to really. or identify so I thought that was very interesting that the tampa theater is still gaining history all throughout even into somewhat present day that's really cool. That is my haunting in Florida. I love it. Thank you. Thank you. I like it that it's somewhere very accessible. Yes. It's not like some obscure place like some of the other places in Florida I was looking at, which are really cool. They're just less like, researchable stuff on them. But um, I did I did look at a few of those obscure ones as well. I was like, I can't get a hold of that. Yeah, like the, the Jacksonville witch. 
I haven't. Okay, I didn't read that one. Yeah, that one. I really wanted to do that one, but there was so little information on her. Um, maybe I'll just add her into a campfire session because it's yeah, that should. little. But I, I really have to say that was probably one of my favorite researches I've done in a little bit. Really, I'm glad. Yeah, that one it sounded really nice. Oh, it yeah. was Thank you. Sorry, I can't, I'm having a hard time talking right now. I think it's just been a day. It's yeah, it's been a long day. We're tired. Long week. <laughs> All righty though. But I'm excited for yours because we're traveling. I'm excited about mine. We are going to get back in the car. (gasps) Slam car door your noise. You could really take a ferry all the way down, but that would be a pretty long ferry ride because you'd be going around. Well, we could get snacks. (laughs) Actually, I don't know if you can take the ferry. Don't disappoint me. Yeah, no, you can take the ferry to Key West, I think. Um, But we're going to get Key West. Anyway, no, we're not. Oh, I'm sad. No, we're not. We're going to get in the car and we're going to drive all the way down. To Miami. Okay, okay, you know what? I'm good with Miami. I've never been there, but... <laughs> it's a trip in its own. My Haunted Florida establishment is the Biltmore Hotel in Miami and or slash Coral Gables. Coral Gables is a small but really affluent city just south of downtown Miami. Okay. The address... Coral, I think the address is Coral Gables, but... Anyways... So the Biltmore Hotel was built in 1926 by George Merrick and John Bowman. It was designed by Schultz and Weaver. That sounds familiar too. I'm not sure why. Merrick was also the founder of the Coral Gable City as well. So no, he also made this giant hotel for his Interesting. city. The Biltmore Hotel was the place to be, let me tell you. It would host only the most glamorous fashion shows, galas, parties, and even water shows in what was, at the time, the largest pool in the world. Okay. Kind of we're, kind we're getting of, fancy. It's the 20s. 1920s. <laughs> 1926. Elaborate is the name of the game. Yeah. If it was elaborate and over the top, it you, was in the 20s. Well, we got to get there because that sounds like a good party for oh, us. Oh, oh no! Because don't, don't, don't forget. This has nothing to do with my story, but don't forget what happens later in the twenties. You party hard, you crash hard <laughs> with the Great Depression. We're already crashing this yeah. year, so maybe yeah. we can do it in the opposite order. Yeah. Um, it was an elite building for the elite. It also acted as a speakeasy on many occasions. Oh. I'm not quite sure if it was the entire hotel that was a speakeasy or if it was just the 13th floor that was a speakeasy. Um, The Biltmore going to come into play again. Yeah, it is definitely going to come into play. The Biltmore Hotel is a hotel today. Um, It has not always been a hotel, though, its entire lifespan. During World War II, the government turned the hotel into a hospital for soldiers, and it continued to be a hospital for veterans after the war ended. Oh, wow. Later in 1952, it became a medical sh- <laughs> medical school campus for the University of Miami. The hospital campus closed down in 1968 and left the Biltmore as an abandoned ghost town. Pun intended. Me sad. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Pun intended. It only later became a hotel again in 1987 under the management of Seaway Hotels Corporation. Okay. It was a $55 million um, budget that was put into the Biltmore's renovations, and it was also added to the National Registry of Historic Places. Oh, so that's interesting. yours too. Yeah, it's interesting that both of our places are on that list. So that's cool. Look at us finding the best. We didn't even places. talk about this. 
We we really very little do we talk about what we're researching. Yeah, we both said like, oh, I'm doing this, oh, I'm doing this, and kind of left it at that. Yeah, pretty much. Because <laughs> we like to surprise each other. We do. We like to learn as we go, just like you all. So this is accurate. So with the hotel's history explained, let's move on to the reason we are sitting here tonight, today, whatever time you are actually <laughs> listening. Emma just grabbed the ghosty pillow that we have on our couch. Maybe he can debut on the Instagram. Yes, we have so many things we have to post. Yes. But the reason we are here tonight is for the ghosts and the reported hauntings slash sightings. We're ready. Let's yes. go. So the most talked about or seen or encountered ghost is definitely Thomas Fatty Walsh. Okay, you made fun of my name. I know, so I was laughing too. Fatty, like, is that like in quotes, like a nickname? It is, it's in quotes, it's okay, his nickname. Okay, okay. I was like, if somebody names their child that, they no, really need no, to be it's taken his, it's his and nickname. talk to. Please. It is, it is his, nick, his nickname, I can't even talk anymore. And I'll definitely add a picture of him to the Instagram. Um, uh, Fatty was a well-known mobster and bodyguard. Interesting. Who was shot and killed on the 13th floor oh. of the Biltmore Hotel in 1929 by Edward Wilson during a gambling dispute. It's always the gambling. These men get really upset. Yeah, so don't gamble. <laughs> Advice from us. <laughs> Even though Fatty was murdered, he's actually a super friendly ghost. Spirit. That makes me happy. He's not mad at everybody else who didn't do mm. anything wrong. He is a bit of a prankster, but he's That's cute. He's pretty jovial. That's pretty he, cute, He's though. in good spirits as a spirit. Uh, it is said that he gets a tad fresh with the ladies sometimes, though. So. That sounds about right for a mobster. Yeah, and I'll come back to that in a jiffy. So, <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I had peanut butter jar just go through my head. <laughs> I was like, wait, what are we doing with jiffy? I was like, oh, wait, never mind. So, Fatty is known to open doors for waitresses in the restaurant, like who are Aww. carrying like trays. Um, he likes to write messages on mirrors. He turns off lights, removes lampshades, apparently. That is commitment to a prank. Uh, opens doors, opens windows, stuff like that. You this know, makes me so stuff. happy. I'm not going to lie. Um, the thing that he is most famous for is messing with the elevator. He loves it so much. Many people have reported being sent up to the 13th floor without them pressing that button. Better yet... You have to have a special key card to even access that floor. Okay, please tell me you're going to explain that one later. There is a story from a husband and wife couple staying at the hotel. I don't know what year. I apologize. It's fine. It wasn't in my research. Um, but they said that they were trying to reach the fourth floor via the elevator, you know, like you do. Um, and they pressed, the they pressed the button for the fourth floor, and they were taken all the way up to the 13th floor. I would be a little scared, to be honest. I'd be like, what just happened? So they sat there for like a good minute or so, like an awkward amount of time with the doors open, just there on the 13th floor. Is there lights on and stuff, at least? Um, I think so. Because if there's I, not, I would be scared. Pretty sure the lights are on. Um, so the, the wife, she gets out of the elevator to check kind of what's going on, and the elevator immediately closes. Oh, no. <laughs> I can feel my, my spine shivering. It immediately closes and takes the husband all the way down to the fourth floor. Oh, no. When he gets out, he asks the hotel staff for help. And by the time they get back up to the 13th floor, the wife is pretty shook up. I she, would be too. Because she claimed to hear talking and laughter. 
She also claimed to see someone walking around in the shadows of the hallway and also smelled the very unforgettable smell of cigar smoke. And because as I'm sure you have guessed by now, Fatty. Yeah, Fatty was a pretty big cigar smoker. Well, I, well I, not just him, but like I just imagine during poker. Mm-hmm. Poker, I can kind of just, see them like, all just like era. sitting like, around, just like laughing, just like, hey, look at this. Once you see a picture of this man, like, you'd be like, oh no, he has to have a cigar in his hand. <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, I would be terrified, honestly. I'd probably be crying. I, I, I'm sorry. There's like, elevators with creepy movies and stuff creep me out the most. Being stuck so, on this unaccessible floor by myself, that would, make would me do me unhappy. in. That would do me in a little bit. I'd just be like, all right, guys, like, can I please go back down to my room and get some mm-hmm. rest? Please. Uh, now, like I said, though, Fatty was fond of the ladies. Women have reported hearing whispers of a man trying to flirt with them while inside the elevator. And some even say that they were touched inappropriately. Like on the bum-bum. <laughs> I don't know why I chose that word. I'm so happy you did. I'm, I'm not going to lie. I'd be like, hey, 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 wash your hands. Um, the really cool thing about Fatty Walsh, you know, even not that this wasn't all cool, but I really like this bit, is that he usually cooperates with paranormal investigations. Aww, oh, he seems like jovial. Mm-hmm. He writes boo on the mirrors. Like I, <laughs> like okay, I okay, this guy just won the best ghost award. <laughs> boo. I can just yeah. see him like, hey, let's be, do a classic. Yeah. Uh, he's heard laughing very often, and again, like I said, he opens the doors and windows, and the hotel staff um, vouches for these acts because um, they see a lot of see and experience a lot of stuff too. This Everything that I've already mentioned. So this is interesting. He likes people, and he's living his best life in the afterlife. I'm glad he seems. is. You know what? If you get murdered, least in, in some reason you hang around, do your thing, yeah. and he is living it up. He sounds like he can also be a gentleman, though. He, he opens the door to the waitresses. Well, he's not smacking their ass. He's just gently touching and caressing <laughs> it, apparently. Um, okay, so on to our I'm next sorry. ghostie. <laughs> that made me. That made me happy. Okay. okay, our next ghostie is the lady in white. Oh, you have your own. I have my own. Um, again, I also have very little on her. There's, like, no... Women idea. are very mysterious. We like our privacy. These women in white, these ladies in white are pretty uh, mysterious. There isn't a lot of information on her, but she is seen quite often. Guests claim to see her in their rooms and in the hallways and the elevator. She is believed to be the spirit of a woman who fell to her death off of a balcony in the tower suite of the hotel while trying to save her son who had been playing on or around the balcony. It is, is the most prominent story that I could find. It makes me sad. I'm sorry. She's there, so that's all I've got on her, unfortunately. Another common sighting is a ghostly couple waltzing across the ballroom floor before vanishing. Okay, that's kind of cool. That's all I've got on them. People um, say it's very similar to the Haunted Mansion. mansion That's what I pictured in my head. That's exactly what I pictured. Yeah, people are like, no, it's like almost exactly like that. The Biltmore Hotel is also the home of several veteran and hospital patients. And that is probably what would make me cry. I would be mm-hmm. sad if I saw one of them. Um, who, and they, there who passed away while being treated um, during their stay as, at the hotel as its time as a hospital. So guests claim to see people wearing hospital gowns 
like standing by their bed watching them while they're like asleep or no, they, they had been asleep and they wake up. That makes me like, oh, I'm going to cry. I'm like, Ooh. no, uh, that one like creeps me out more so than makes me sad, which maybe they think they're sick. They might think they're, yeah, that's the only thing I think of is like that they think they're sick. Well, they're veterans. They're, they're, they're confused too. You yeah, know, I'm you like, know what they went through before they died. Yeah, it's a little. I, I would get a little creeped out with somebody watching me too. I'm not going like, no, not going to lie. But like if, if you're like sick in a hospital and you've just come back from war, I, I would just think you're trying to make sure I'm okay. Sorry. Ooh, yeah, too. No, Ooh, sorry. Like, going to go deep. We get very emotional about that type of stuff. Yes, we do. Um, another thing, I actually didn't add this into my notes, but it was in my research, so I'll throw it in. Um, it's not in my script, so I apologize. She scripted, I'm not, can you I, tell? I, 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 She's I, so much more well-spoken. I'm just like, throw it down! Because well, I do I do script mine out. She, <laughs> my secret is loose. But... <laughs> Sorry, continue, my dear. My ad-libbing ad is not scripted. No, that that is 100% just her. But the, like I said, the hotel was used as a medical research area for the University of Miami. Apparently, it there was a morgue there okay, that they kept, that like, sense. cadavers in. Yes. Um, and there was a fire in the 50s okay. on the ground level of the hotel. And when the firemen got there and put out the fire, they found, like, 50 charred bodies. They weren't in the morgue, which was a weird thing. Oh, but I don't like that. Yeah, oh. it was really creepy. Oh, and I That's do why not. I didn't initially add it in because I don't have very much information on it. They later did say, it was said that they were cadavers, but I don't know why they weren't in the morgue. Sounds like maybe some under table shifting, even if they were just even cadavers. I don't know anything else about it, so I don't really want to speculate because I didn't. Oh, okay, we got to continue that. that. Oh, that freaks me out. Yeah, that's a little bit of the heebie jeebies there. Like Ooh, you let's continue. Like to say. Keep working on. Yeah, the heebie jeebies. I'm from the Scooby Doo gang. I'm sorry. <laughs> but, like, but I do want to say that it was used as research, like the, um, I keep, it's not a research facility, but the medical school. So, so they who else knows to... yeah, what could have happened there? There wasn't much. I didn't dive too deep into that one because uh, I was on a time crunch. Um, actually, I was not. I'm lying. I just got tired. Well, I mean, I will <laughs> say one thing that you did make me think of. The cadavers that they bring in, although the, most those bodies, I believe, even then, are, were, you have to sign, like, donate to science. Be, cadavers should be donated by the... Family, or they, it's the signed person. for the, by the person. Before they died, yeah. You basically have to say, I want to be well, a cadaver. That, that, no, no, no. That's what I'm saying. So I, I would think, hey, maybe there's like the spirit of, I'm going to say the body because cadaver seems so cold and creepy to me that the person who's passed away, I'm sorry, I do this a little bit differently because just the chills I get. It's interesting because a doctor would want to say cadaver though because they don't want to give any emotion. Yeah, give emotion to it. Which makes sense, but I don't have to because I'm sitting in my living room. So, <laughs> not operating on dead bodies. No, I understand why they do that. That that's a, that's a mental thing that you have to do. You have to flip the switch. But to me, I, the first thought I had was, hey, maybe like it's the spirit of the cadaver or, or body or you know, I'm just saying both. Body. The, yes. Anyway, maybe it's that spirit. But like you just said, they have to be say yes. I want to donate my body to science. I don't feel like. So I don't feel like totally there would be could, bad will. Totally could, but it would be hella creepy if the. Spirit of the now cadaver traveled with 
that body. That would, ooh, I don't want that. Anyway, we're going to move on because that's just a little continue. too creepy. Oh, I need some TV. I'm not even a medical either. student, and I would not like that. No. So, um, moving right along, during that period of time when the hotel was vacant, slightly abandoned, kind of like I said, mm-hmm. um, security teams, police officers were sent out to the hotel um, quite often, apparently, to check for like squatters. Okay, that makes sense. Anyone who was involved with checking on the old hotel claims to witness figures moving throughout the hallways with their feet not touching the ground. Ooh. The sound of glass breaking, doors and windows opening and closing by themselves, and there was never any wind at the time to you know, create that movement. Oh. Yeah, so construction workers, security teams... All kinds of different people, like, all claim, like, yeah, I know, stuff is going on here. It was a party place. Mm -hmm. In 1978, five mediums, or or psychics, were brought into the hotel to do a reading. I'm slightly confused by this timeline because, like I said, the hotel was made into a hotel again in the 1980s. Mm -hmm. So I'm not sure whether they were brought in, like, during the renovation phase or when they were brought in. But moving maybe, right along, I just want to say that yeah, I do acknowledge the slight error in time right there. But um, they weren't given any information about the establishment okay. prior to getting there, so they had like to ensure that they had a clean slate for their readings before they even entered the hotel. They reported picking up on energy vibrations. That's in quotes. Oh, um, and as soon as they stood in front of the elevator all five of the mediums detected this very specific energy. And they claimed, quote, something happened here. In front of the elevator? In front of the elevator. Like on the ground floor? It did not say which floor it was on. I'm not sure. Because right before... Maybe it's when Fat, where Fatty was murdered. My research said that Fatty was murdered in a bedroom. And I I know I didn't add that in there because it was a little, like, hazy. But, I mean, yeah. Um, And another thing I didn't add in here, but I... I'm adding now because I already mentioned that morgue. Um, I didn't originally add the morgue into my notes. The mediums were brought to the morgue. Okay. And they they reported nothing. They didn't feel anything in the morgue. Which makes sense. But as soon as they were taken to the elevator region, they're like, oh yeah, no, we totally feel it now. Which is interesting. No, no, and nice that you know nothing was felt in the morgue. Yeah, that gives my body some relief right now. Yeah. Whew. Interesting. And there was actually a um, psychic who was who worked at the hotel for years, like telling stories and everything, which is really cool. So I think she recently retired. That's really um, interesting. Many people who are now adults um, who had lived in the Coral Gables area while growing up in like the late '60s, early '70s, admitted to sneaking into the abandoned hotel okay. slash hospital. No. As like a, a brave like you know, kid trick, and many of them claim that there was definitely an energy in the building. Um, there had to be ghosts in there. Like they would hear things, they would see like shadows, they would see things. So I think that's interesting. So so many people between the times. times of yeah between the times of when it was abandoned, when it was being rebuilt, and now like everyone says there is energy and there are spirits here 100 percent. it's a really pretty hotel though and i'll add 
pictures to the Instagram. That is the Biltmore Hotel in Miami. Thank you. I really um, did enjoy that one. That was very well done, my thank dear. Thank you. Thank you. I really kind of want to take a car trip now. <laughs> yeah. So those are yeah, some those nice are... little Florida establishments. You know, come see them if you're interested into into ghost hunting, maybe or experiencing something like beautiful history. There's quite a few locations in Florida that oh. claim to have some type of paranormal activity. We are one of the oldest. What is it? Colonies. At least St. Augustine. Yeah, we know. You already know that we love St. Augustine. Yeah, I mean, that's pretty clear. But um, uh, no, I mean, Florida's a very old state. That's what I'm saying. It's like there's a lot of history. Portions, okay. State. So obviously I mean, not every part, but like like you said, I mean, yours was in Miami. Mine was in Tampa. Miami was. Um, I don't know the dates of settlement from Miami. I'm sorry, but I assume. Miami was another early settlement area just based on location and its proximity to Cuba and everything. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's, we already know there's a huge um, Cuban population there. There's also a big Cuban population in Tampa as well, yes, which people is. don't normally know. But yeah, no, there's a population. Yeah, there. pretty big Cuban population. But I really did enjoy these stories. Uh, I think personally, for like kind of funnier, sweeter stories, kind of like with the. I forgot his first name, so I'm just calling him Fatty. Thomas. Thomas. I feel so mean calling him Fatty. Hey, that was his nickname. Yeah, but I feel mean. I called him Fatty through the, my entire <laughs> retelling of this thing. But um, I think hotels can have like this like residual energy, whatever you want to call it, however the, the psychics and mediums call it, because of the fact they're hotels and that one specifically, like the whole hospital, which obviously is going to mm-hmm. have some energy. But I think that's really interesting. So I was really excited to hear about this one. I like that your theater was haunted. It's much like the Phantom of the Opera. Yes, just... God, I love that opera. Sorry, mm-hmm. I was listening to it earlier today. Oh, really? no, that's funny. But uh, no, I, I love our historicalness uh, aspects of these as well. I mean, with any like haunting stories, you usually have some kind of history to go along with it. But you have to. There has to be a reason for the there haunting. There's haunting. It could be a really short history or explanation, but there like has to be something there. Well, to me, it's it's not just that, but the, the history of just life in general in these establishments. Mm-hmm. Like that mine was like, you know, you know, they they fought to make sure the theater didn't get mm-hmm. wrecked. So a lot of those aspects, and I'm glad they took yours and made it beautiful mm-hmm. again and made it home. I think it's cool that both of our establishments were like started or built in like the 1920s in time World frame. War II. And in then they both had II World hit. War II effects to it. And then, yeah, so I, that was kind of coincidental that they yeah. tied up that way. I think it's pretty cool. Oh. But I was really happy with this one, and I cannot wait to come back and yeah. tell more. Spookies. We're excited! It is spooky season, so Ooh, we've we got some. some yeah, up. we've got some spooky stuff coming your way. Check the Instagram too. We'll be blowing it up. With Hopefully. So let's do a quick shout out to our lovely listeners. Oh, first I want to shout out um, Sarah Woldridge. Yes. Because she faithfully likes all the Instagram posts. She really does. <laughs> she, she likes everything. So thanks for your support, Sarah. Yeah, thank you. Um, we've also branched out, and I apologize for not saying this, in the last posted episode, the campfire episode, um, again, because that was actually recorded like two weeks prior to posting. Yes. So the 
demographics have changed. Have definitely changed since then. Um, we are happy and thankful to have branched out to India, which we didn't expect. But yeah, we're that so was super excited. exciting. Like we're we have, really that's a big jump for us. Five percent of our listeners are um, come from India. At least that's what my application says. So, so I think that's really cool. I'm really excited. I'm so we're so grateful. Mm -hmm. We also have Canada, Canada, the UK. If I don't Germany. remember if I said that, Germany, Ireland. Oh, we hit Ireland. Yeah, we also have Ireland. I didn't even get told that. Oh, oh. Uh, we've already given our shout out to France, mm -hmm. of course. But yes, please, please help us. You know, spread the word of us. UK, Canada, Germany, France, Ireland, India, and America. Woot woot. So thank you all for your support for listening to us. We appreciate each and every one of you. Absolutely. Please spread the word. Yeah. Tell your friends and family. Go ahead and follow us. Yes, please reach out to us. We'd love to hear Stop from you Stop interrupting me. <laughs> I was trying to say, please follow us on Instagram at Spooky Sisters Podcast. And please email us your spooky stories or drinking suggestions or words of adoration please no hate mail it'll make us cry at spooky sisters pod at gmail.com emma you can continue now <laughs> oh, that's, that's about it <laughs> wraps that up i'm sorry i have a that I'm trying to add into I'm the end of this. I'm not used to this new spiel. Give I know. Give me a warning. Because I want it, because the one that I usually add on to the end of the episodes is so much louder. Yeah, just tell me that before we start recording. All right, well, it's been a blast, and we will see you again Going next back. week. Yes. For more spooky, spooky tales. All right, I'm going to go back to my uh, tent over here and crawl in my sleeping bag. <laughs> At least she did not bring any more sticks into the house you know what i'm trying to be good I'm trying to i'm trying to you know limit myself all right until next time stay, stay spooky, spooky.